you know, we're putting the uh, cherry on the Sunday that is Watt Watch. As J.J. Watt now has uh, said, source me. And him mean mugging, um, you know, the the camera, selfie, as he's uh, squatting. There is there is weight on the rack, RJ. You asked if there's weight on the bar. I'm looking at the photo right now. There is. I see 145 at plate. At least a plate. There's at least a plate. Well, probably two since you probably have one on the other side. Well, I mean, it looks like it's still – he hasn't lifted it off of the um, – Oh, the there. rack, though, it's, oh. it's still it's racked. So he hasn't. So I don't know. Right. Was it Krebs that said uh, JJ Watt is corny? Yes, he's a Gomer. He's a hundred percent right. Though. Yeah, I mean, come on. JJ Watt is come on. source me. JJ Watt is super corny. Just look at the picture that he posted yeah. on his Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I would love to know how many how many takes that took to get that picture right for him to finally post it. He, the, the he didn't rack, set up a timer. The trainer definitely took that picture. Yeah, it looks like his other arm is on the the bar. Both of his arms are on the bar. But, dude, I mean, look at this corny-ass picture. Source, me. And here I am squatting with a Cardinal shirt on. All right, whatever. Must have been cold in there, too. (laughs) Yeah, he's got his beanie on. He's got his beanie on there. If I was the owner of that complex, I'd be like, okay, I know you're J.J. Watt, and I know you played for the Badgers, but come on, dude, get, get out of here. Like, I just opened up my facilities for you because I thought it was cool, good publicity, you'd sign to the Packers, but it's, t- it's time to go. I think he's given them money to upgrade their facility. Okay, then never mind. Then I welcome him with open that's arms. That's where he went when he was training throughout high school. All right, then never mind. I, I redact what I said. <laughs> uh, I take that back. Then, yes, welcome him with open arms. We all like the money. And speaking AJ, of money. I'm going to keep everybody out until you get this shot right. And Let speaking of speaking of the money, I think that's why J.J. Watt went to the Cardinals. He said he wanted to go to a Super Bowl contender. Well, I looked at the Vegas odds. And before J.J. Watt signed, they were the 18th best odds out of 32 teams of winning the Super Bowl. The Packers are second. I think J.J. Watt liked the money as he got a two-year, $31 million deal that includes $23 million guaranteed. Uh, Packers were in on it, allegedly. So were the Bills and what it was, the Titans, the Browns. Uh, you had the Steelers in the mix. You had the Ravens in the mix for a bit. There's a dozen teams. There's a dozen teams. I report. I do have there a about seventeen teams that had a better chance of winning that probably were in the mix. In the mix. I do have a very interesting report out there from someone connected with the Buffalo Bills organization and what they had to say about JJ Watt. Oh. And the Bills were in on the mix of Watt. But hold on. Pert had to say about JJ Watt. Oh, I, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase it. I apologize. Or this situation. This was this was, excuse me. This was a Texans coaching staff and they said for what it's worth to Bills fans. Oh. This is what the Texans a member of the Texans coaching staff had to say about JJ Watt. So okay. I'll tell you what it, that is coming up. And we also have the Razor's Edge on the way. Just had to get that out there's Watt Watch is now uh subsided. Cardinals. I am a little disappointed my my head said no, my heart said yes, my guts said yes. We have a lot of things that we have to revisit with the uh, JJ Watt signing. With that Twitter poll we had last we had week, Twitter right, polls, We had head, heart, gut. We're gonna revisit that coming up. Let's say you're the exact career JJ Watt. I mean, you're set. You've worth fifty million dollars in the bank. You got endorsement deals up the yin yang. Uh, you finally have hit you know free agency. That your team has released you that you wanted to leave for a while. You can either return home and play for your favorite team ever. Growing up, like that was your team. You hung the posters in your room. You cheered for them. You wore the gear. You wore the merchandise. You, re- you saw them win Super Bowls. You were in love. Probably one of the reasons why you started playing football. You can play for your favorite team ever as a child, or you can go to some random team that you really have no connection to besides making a lot of money. What if he's looking for retirement homes? <laughs> what do you do? That's the only reason why there's Culver's in Arizona. Yep. To get J.J. Watt? Or no, for the, the old fogies from Wisconsin. folks that <laughs> <don't care. laughs> Snowbirds. Uh, what would you guys do? Nelly? Let uh, RJ enjoy his tea? Nelly? To be completely honest, it depends. Obviously, we're not in the meeting rooms with J.J. Watt, his agent, and the Green Bay Packers. Let's say you're getting, let's say you're getting in like nine mil from the Packers. I would, me personally, I would definitely consider playing for the Packers just because, in my opinion, they're closer to the Super Bowl than Arizona is. But if the Green Bay Packers are offering you like $6 million and you just sign for a guaranteed 11 and a half a year, Mm-hmm. With Arizona, sorry, but I'm going to Arizona. RJ, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little I can I can see that bankroll spinning yeah, around just, in your brain right now. Just because you're looking at it and you're getting a guaranteed 23 million. If it's roughly close, I think a lot of people would say 
I'll I'll go back home. Yeah, I'll go back home and I'll play for my hometown team. I lo- I love this team. I love the city. I love the fans. But if it's not even close, I'm sorry. But from a financial point, even though you, you already can't. have fifty million dollars yeah. in the bank. Yeah. You only have a finite amount of time as an NFL player. I will say this. Arizona, no winner. You don't got to worry about the cold. Got to worry about some heat, though, I'll tell you that. You don't have to worry about the cold. You have lesser COVID-19 restrictions. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, dude. I'm just, I would play for the Packers. I personally would go to the Packers. Just because that's what that's what my heart wanted. That's what my heart wanted for JJ Watt. <laughs> Instead, now he's going to the Arizona Cardinals. My God. All right, anyways, Watt watch is over. I have this though, boys. I saw this on the Twitter sphere. Uh, this comes from Josh Reed. He is the sports director. Uh, let's see here in Buffalo. So he was speaking with a apparently a coaching staff member of the Houston Texans. Now this could be you know. Sour grapes, someone being bitter, or it could be true. He says, for what it's worth, Bills fans, I spoke to someone who was on the Texans coaching staff with J.J. Watt, and the review of Watt was not glowing. Quote, he's selfish, only cared about his stats. He does a lot of things that hurts the defense, and he hurt us more than he helped us. And finally, the Texans staffer said, quote, I wouldn't want him. Now is that is that sour grapes or is that you know something that actually uh, could be real? I mean, without being in those meeting rooms, this is unnamed coaching staff member. Yeah, I mean, without being in those meeting rooms and only seeing the outward persona he's created for himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, at some point in time, you have to take uh, the coach's word for it. Even though it's unnamed? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to put that out there because then you're never going to get a job. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. <laughs> if you speak your truth and it's, my truth. it's what people don't want to hear, like, yeah. So there's a grain of salt with that? Or, or take it with a grain of salt? Or it's like, hey, well, there's smoke. There might be a little fire. There could be. Um, Rowdy, you're, 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 Rowdy, what do you think? I'm kind of with RJ on this one. Rowdy? Especially with just some of the things that you've seen J.J. Watt say and do and kind of act over the years. Like One of our listeners, Krebs, called him corny. He's done a lot of things like that where you're just like, you just kind of look at him a Roll little bit eyes. where you're like. Kind of like Russell Wilson? Yeah, and yeah. you're like, I could kind of see him doing that. I, I don't know him personally. I've never met the guy. But just from how you've seen him act and things that he's done in the past decade. Kind of cornball. I, 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 I could believe it. Kind of cornish. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, I you can kind of believe it because I think you could say that with a lot of Oh, you could say that with a ton of a ton of athletes. A it's ton like of the superstars. having a quarterback who... Like, you could say that about LeBron James. You could say that about J.J. Watt, obviously. Having a quarterback who won't throw the ball away because that'll hurt his stats more than taking a sack. Say it about Aaron Rodgers. You (laughs) could say it about a lot of them. Yes, that is is a very good point. Um, We're going to talk about, I think, who brought up Russell Wilson? When he brought up Russell Wilson? RJ. RJ brought up Russell Wilson. We're going to talk about the NFC West in a second here. Let's go to the phones quick. Who's this? You you talk now. Welcome to the show. Who's this? I think also... When Unbelievable. You get, when you get to that level. Patience is a virtue. Do you think we just lost Charlie off the line? No, I don't, the kid is uh, on a – he's been tearing it up yesterday. I don't think – I think I, he's oh, passed I, out. I heard something. All right, what do you say, Robert? I think when you finally – when you get to that level, it takes a mindset of, you know, me as in the you being the best. Yeah. And you kind of – you definitely take that on. Yeah. I'm not saying it's an excuse for if he did act that way, but you kind of have to have that mindset to get to that level. Oh yeah, you oh, gotta yeah, be definitely. you gotta be selfish in a way, and like you know, for you to look out what's best for you. And RJ sent me this tweet from Joe Thomas. We all love Joe Thomas. Love him. Another Badger. Yeah, first O lineman ever. Yep. Uh, there was a stat in the NFL when he was playing for the Browns. Joe Thomas tweeted out quote tweeted JJ Watts um, source me with him wearing the Cardinal shirt and him looking all cheesy. Um, <laughs> with his beanie on, and Joe Thomas says, "I'm a bit surprised." I would have guessed chasing a championship was higher on the priority list. Not that Arizona can't compete, but there were other teams more primed to win a championship if they added J.J. That is spot on because you look at, I mean, just through the Vegas eyes, the Arizona Cardinals are 18th best odds of winning the Super Bowl. And then let's go just look at the NFC West because that thing is stacked. 
The LA Rams are the best odds of winning the NFC West. The Niners come in at second. The Seahawks at third, Russell Wilson, which RJ brought up. And then the Cardinals last. Okay, let's look at this NFC West. And, Rowdy, you brought it up a couple times. Well, I think it's hilarious just reading that off right there. You have, you know it's a stacked division when you have a guy that's probably right now a Hall of Famer and a top three quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion, and Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And his team's projected to get third. Yeah. (laughs) Go to a contender, my ass. (laughs) Well, look at the teams there. Okay, the NFC West is is wild. That's going to be fun to watch. Remember when, like, three years ago that was, like, the worst? Yeah. Well, over three years ago now, but used to be the worst division in football. Now it's oh yeah, I mean it could be the best. The LA Rams obviously just added Matt Stafford, and they have all those pieces on offense, and they have that phenomenal defense mm-hmm. that was number one last year. Who would be who would beat in the LA Rams? I mean, I guess if Stafford doesn't work out, but you got to imagine giving Stafford that defense and those weapons, they're going to be a juggernaut. No, I mean looking Stafford at the now has everything he never yeah, had in yeah. Detroit. <laughs> looking at the you looked at futures, I think a chic pick for. The Super Bowl next year would be the Rams. Yeah, the Rams have, are. I put some money down on them making the Super one, Bowl. Two, three, four, five, six. Six, six best odds. The LA Rams. Yeah, not quite a front runner, but someone that's going to be there that has the talent to be there. And then you definitely upgraded at quarterback. We know that Sean McVay is a solid head coach. Yeah, you know the defense going to be good. Think he can get Megatron to unretire? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's done. <laughs> so the LA Rams number one right now, according to Vegas for the NFC West. Yeah, Roddy? Oh, he's huge into um, cannabis. Oh, yeah? He's huge into cannabis stock Didn't he talk about when he was playing that he would be uh, smoking a lot of the ganja just because he didn't want to take the pills? I, I'm just talking about more from good a business him. standpoint. Yeah, I know that, yeah. But I think when he was playing, he said, like, I was smoking weed, and good for him because no one wants to be juiced up by big pharma. That's We don't need that. Nah. Uh, San Francisco 49ers coming in at number two. Now, obviously, there's big question marks with the quarterback position. What's going to happen, Jimmy Garoppolo? But Rowdy, we had the stat halfway through the NFL season. I think it was like they had like sixty million dollars sitting on IR. Like the half of their oh yeah, all yeah. of their if, quality players were hurt. Yeah, if you were a good player for the 49ers, you saw yourself on the IR. I mean, the Packers yeah. got to play him when everybody was on the IR. Yeah, and they were described as a freshman team because remember, someone took offense to the term freshman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so the Niners, I mean, I don't know if they're going to do a quarterback. Sorry, but eighth graders. <laughs> all of their big pieces are going to be healthy and come back. And then there's Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. There's some drama going on right there, but I think Russell's just trying to call the Seahawks bluff so he can get in on the uh, the war room a little bit. But the Seahawks, you're never going to count on Russell Wilson. No. No, you can't. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, they're both great at what they do. Yeah. And then there's Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals, who now have J.J. Watt. Kyler Murray is, what, the third-best quarterback in that division? 100%. Yeah. And Cliff Kingsbury is probably the the worst coach and in that division. let's not forget that the 49ers are looking to acquire a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk that they want to move Jimmy Garoppolo or they wanted to go after Deshaun Watson. Or I think they were – was they even uh, – Carson Wentz. They were they making – was it about no, it for um, – uh, what's his – Old Vikings quarterback with the Panthers. Now, Bridgewater. Oh, yeah, Teddy oh, B. Weren't, Teddy they, weren't they calling and, and they checking in on Bridgewater? They want a change at quarterback. And, I mean, Garoppolo's not terrible. Did you say Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he was like Beathard's already on the team. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not terrible, but look at what he did when they made their playoff run. They didn't want him to throw the football, yeah. and they didn't have to against the Packers. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, let's go to the phones really quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? G-Dub. G Dub, what's up, brother? Not much. How are we hey, living today? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm on my way to work. What I, I I kind of lost transition here about what you guys are talking about, JJ Watt about an unnamed source. What did the unnamed unnamed source say about him? Oh, it was from the Texans coaching staff, and he had said, uh, "Let me get this quick quote." Um, he's selfish, only cared about his stats. He does a lot of things that hurts the defense. He hurt us more than he helped us, and finally said, "I wouldn't want him." That was a unnamed Texans coaching staff member. Yeah. Okay. So, I got a one of my really good friends played football with him at at Pewaukee, and for years, I'm talking years, he's been saying he cannot stand JJ Watt to the point where it's almost embarrassing because you know all the good things that he's done. <laughs> but we'll be out at a bar, and you know they'll show JJ Watt, and he literally swears at the TV like he cannot. He cannot stand the guy now, for I whatever reason. G Dub, I won't name any names, but I do. I have had contact and conversations with some Wisconsin Badgers that also played with him, and they're they kind of roll their eyes at the gimmick. They say, he, "Yep, and he." I don't. I 
I never got it because of all the good things he's done. You know, in, in Houston. Oh yeah, the, listen, I'm not disparaging all this, of the yeah, great things no, done no, for Badger no. Honor Flight and yeah. you know the veterans and all the, and all the work he's done for Houston and the Hurricane and all that. Like he's done a lot of great work, but this is strictly on field stuff. You know. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. He just I never got it, but now maybe it's all making sense. Are you? A, well, I guess you're not a. You're not a. Is Packers your second team? Are you a Packers fan? You're just a football team oh, fan, right? I'm a. I'm a, a Packers fan also. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. so um, your thoughts as a you know a quasi Packer fan without JJ Watt coming? Did you knew it wasn't going to happen? Or are you a little disappointed or what? Yeah, I. With free agency, you never know. Like, yeah. I don't know. You kind of. It's like dangling the carrot in front of you, kind of like you know. But I, I just. Don't let it bother me. Yeah, same. Yeah. Of course, I'd love to see him in Green Bay, but yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I won't lie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a because there's so much hype built up around him coming to the Packers, and and then all of a sudden he goes to Arizona. It's kind of I don't know. <laughs> it's like you said you wanted to go to a contender, and he went to the Cardinals. G Dub, yeah. have you ever thought Super Bowl and Cardinals in the same sentence together? No, no. <laughs> not since Kurt Warner wore the jersey. <laughs> I was I was watching NFL Network this morning, and they said that. Uh, with the signing of Watt, though, um, Hassan Reddick is also a free agent, and so is uh, Patrick Peterson. Is that true? So uh, they, could just could potentially, they could potentially lose both of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't. We'll have to go look at that, G Dub. But yeah, I don't think they're going to be uh, with the signing of JJ Watt winning the Super Bowl. You know? Yeah. Hey, right. G Dub. Yeah. Nice to hear from you, brother. I think we heard yeah. from Doug yesterday. We got you. Yeah, you today. It's a beautiful thing, man. Nice. Hey. Go get your Badger shooting shirt. And <laughs> oh yeah, you linked me that on Twitter. Uh, what was that again? <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's like an Under Armour uh, shooting shirt for the Badgers. <laughs> I'll buy one. What size are you, GW? What are you an XL? XL. Yeah. All it's right. A perfect gag gift for any Badger fan. <laughs> Thanks, GW. Have a good day, brother. Yeah. See you, man. That's funny. Yeah, and what he's talking about is he uh, tweeted out. A picture of the Wisconsin Badgers Under Armour red and white shirt for their shooting shirt, and it says Wisconsin. Any, any court, court, any time. Now, <laughs> a basketball shooting shirt. I was going to ask RJ if Wisconsin had like a uh, like a gun club, like a sh- like a shooting club, but then it says basketball on it. So it's uh, <laughs> this is, is this a joke? Is this real? That's real. I wish it's like a- what they wear when they're warming up. Oh, it says in stock. No wonder, no doubt. <laughs> Who would even buy one? You'd have to give it to me. Yeah, they do. Any court, any time. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to go from that. That is funny, G-Dub. All right, boys, we'll put a, a bow on, <laughs> on Watch here. So I'm a little – I'll be honest. I am a little disappointed. I didn't actually – like, I wanted it to happen. How disappointed? One to 100. 20. Per, per, percent? Zero? I, yeah, I honestly thought you'd be higher. No. Listen, he's kind of a cornball, but I thought the I thought the storyline of him coming to the hometown, taking a discount, and helping put the Packers over the hump, I, like I that, figured that would be that I would be special. You'd be like closer to fifty. Nah, I'm like twenty. Now he's just another guy in the way. I, honestly, I'm not disappointed at all. Yeah, I was gonna come in at a pretty hard five. Yeah. <laughs> so we average at zero. I'm I'm the most disappointed of the three. We average at two and a half. But as time kept dragging on, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to happen. And then it was, you know, you know what? I would have been more disappointed. Squishy six. All right. (laughs) I would have been about 50% rowdy if J.J. Watt didn't tweet out that cornball picture of him in the squat rack. Yeah. So what? The squat rack picture made me annoyed. How do all the people that uh, looked into his social media posts or some of the things that he tweeted out and now just feel like idiots? (laughs) (laughs) Remember he was with his dogs? And he's going to Cleveland. Remember, he put the uh, Instagram all gas, no break. Yeah. Oh, uh, remember when his room was blue and red? Bills. Yeah. Oh yeah, his TV had uh, blue and red on it. The Brewers gone, done it again. They beat the Arizona Diamondbacks yesterday in the Cactus League, moving to two and zero, seven to one. Corbin Burns on the mound for uh, an inning. Look good. Pair of strikeouts. And Manny Pena, Manny Pineapple going two for two, a two-run shot. Well, first, I think you need to say Who? they inched even closer yesterday to finally playing nine innings. 
Yeah. What was it? Um, Six innings on Sunday, eight innings yesterday. Well, they're taking a step back now, Rowdy, because today you can hear it on these airwaves. Every spring training game will not be over the radio. Some are on a webcast, um, and some are obviously on radio. Some are strictly just on TV. And some are on TV. So you're, you're going to you have different ways to consume them. But today, starting at 2 with first pitch at 210, starting at 2 o'clock, though, you can and will hear the Milwaukee Brewers taking on the, who is it today, the Oakland A's on these airwaves here, 96.7 FM, 1670 AM, The Zone. So you will hear that today. But, Rowdy, they had an eight-inning eight inning game yesterday. They're taking a step back. Today's a seven-inning game. So they did, they did six on Sunday, eight yesterday, and they'll do seven today. So you get a seven-inning game. But yesterday, awesome to see. The Brewers, I know that there's two games in, and it's just Cactus League. But it's everything we wanted and more so far um, of answering our early questions on the Brewers. Because what, what, what plagued them last year, Nelly? Offense. And, what and have they been, the baseball. And what have they been doing two games into this uh, early Cactus League season? They've been mashing the baseball. I mean, they've scored seven plus runs every single game. They've hit at least a home run in every single game, and they're undefeated. Booyah, Chicago! You can't really uh, do much better if you're the Brewers. You can't, man. Now, granted, on Sunday they only had about four or five guys that uh, are going to be for sure's on the roster play, but they were hitting. But they were hitting, and I mean, yesterday, same thing. You only had three, four guys that were probably going to be on the roster, but they're hitting. But they're hitting. I mean, you mentioned it, Manny Manny Pineapple, Manny Pena, my guy, home run, two run shot in the first. Yeah, started off started off the first inning for the Brewers, home run. Luis Urias, he had a hit in limited action. <laughs> I mean, you can go right down the line. Mark Mathias, remember like they kind of <laughs> they acquired him from I believe it was the Indians yeah. last year around this time, and you're like, oh, that's a guy that's going to compete to be a utility guy, probably a quadruple A player. Yeah, he had a, some nice moments in 2020, and I mean, nothing to write home about. It's not like you're expecting much from him, but he goes two for four. Hell yeah. RBI and a run score. Let's go, baby. And then when we're talking about the pitching, same thing. You look at the first four guys that pitch for the Brewers, those are the only four guys that are really in much contention of making the roster. But Corbin Burns, that was, remember they had, uh, they asked Manny uh, Pena and they asked Omar Nervaez who has been looking the best Yeah. so far. That was bef- before really any of the position players mm-hmm. had uh, reported. And I believe it was Omar Nervaez said right away, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. Well, Corbin Burns, from all accounts that I saw, looked pretty nasty in his just one inning. Struck out two batters. Yeah. Obviously, no hits, no walks. Yeah. Freddie Peralta struck out the side yeah. for his one inning. How about Jordan Zimmerman's the only one that kind of gave up the Jordan Zimmerman gave Jordan up the run. Zimmerman was the guy that pretty much gave up all the offense. If you look outside of... Uh, Jordan Zimmerman, he went one inning, gave up three hits, one earned run, and one strikeout. The Diamondbacks as a team only had four hits. Yeah, Jordan Zimmerman gave three hits. I, I want Jordan Zimmerman to work out. Like, I want him to yeah, have but success because he's a Wisconsin J.J. Watt to sign with the Packers. True. And J.J. Watt obviously didn't. And now Jordan Zimmerman, who I want to work out, I mean, he's he's... <laughs> I hope it it's works a, out. It'll be another good story. Yeah, but I don't know. Definitely not. But then you look at, it was Manny Pena. When Manny Pena, they asked Manny Pena who looks the best. They said Brad Boxberger. He threw right after Jordan Zimmerman. One inning, one strikeout. Supposedly looked pretty good. Hell yeah. I mean, there's nothing that the Brewers have done in these first two games where you can say, man, I feel like they're going to go back to their 2020 version of, of sucking. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's Cactus it, League. It's and two it games in. it doesn't mean much, but it's better than what we had last year. They're, they're hitting the ball. They're scoring runs. And my God, they're doing it in the first inning. Rowdy, how many times did you bet uh, bet that the Brewers wouldn't score a run in the first inning? Or no teams would score a run in the first inning well, last it's, year? It's funny because the Brewers were the worst, the worst team. team in Major League Baseball when it came to not scoring runs in the first inning. And, and what did we get? It was funny because the second to worst team in the Major League Baseball wasn't even really that close to them, and they were the Pirates. Yeah, they were like, what weren't they? Yeah, they were a lot better. Um, they were they were averaging le- it was less than point two runs <laughs> per game in the first inning, which is just I think it was like point one. That's bad. One five Sunday, there. and then Sunday we got a Keston here a home run in the first inning, and then yesterday we got a Manny Pena home run in the first oh, inning. And another thing with the Brewers is that. So far in these first two games, a lot of their we know the farm system isn't where it was just three years ago. Right. We know that. But there still are some players that have some talent. 
we've seen some of those guys that are on their prospect list look pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, dude, Garrett Mitchell was in yesterday. Yeah. He singled the center at his lone at bat. Number one overall pick for the Brewers last season. Who had who base hit do, in his first at bat. He didn't get, didn't get any work last year because of COVID. Bryce Terang, he was their first pick, was it two years ago now? He got in. He scored a run. Tristan Lutz, uh, he got in. He didn't have an at bat, but he's another top prospect. Mm-hmm. Feliciano at catcher, he's, he's kind of like, it used to be uh, Jacob, um, Oh, blank. Not, not, Nottingham. Nottingham. Yep. I was blanking on the name. All I could think of was Jacob Barnes. I go, nope, not Nottingham. that. Not that bum. Got you, brother. Uh, yeah, Nottingham. <laughs> not that bum. Nottingham was the guy that they thought could potentially be the future at catcher, and then they're like, eh, maybe not. And they're trying him at first base. Well, Feliciano's kind of like that new guy. Yeah. Him and him and Peyton uh, Henry are kind of the new maybe catchers of the future. Feliciano got in one for two at an RBI. I mean, you can go right down the list. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll keep talking about it. Uh, real quick, let's good go to buddy the fo- Corey Ray. Corey Ray, <laughs> Corey Ray. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? What's going on, boys? Mitch in Madison. Mitch in Madison. What's up, brother? Dude, Rowdy. What's the uh, what's the uh, betting line on Corbin Burns for Cy Young? Man, we should put a flyer on there. The, Ooh, the real people question. that have backed him since forever. He was looking good yesterday. Yeah, it's his stuff is supposedly through uh, the Brewers beat writers and the catchers. His stuff looks really good, even better than last year when he was two thirds of an inning away from a Cy Young. I'm looking yes, right now. Sir. I'm looking right now, Mitch. Uh, let's see. We got Brandon Wo- Brandon Woodruff at plus twenty two hundred. Scrolling down, Corbin Burns plus four thousand. But this this is from a while ago. This is from uh, it's March. This is from mid February. So I, I assume they're still around the same. Sure. All right. I, you know, I might, I might put a little, a uh, couple bucks Ooh. down on that. You Speaking know? of Brandon Why Woodruff, not? he's got a little back stiffness or something that he was supposed to pitch, and now they kind of pulled him away. So we'll see what happens there. I think he's fine. Yeah, r- rub it out. You yeah, know, just rub one out. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, a lot of good stuff today so far. Uh, and okay, I got to speak on Grant. He's he's barely around to remember Charles Woodson. What is he? Twelve years old? How does he have a show that? How does he have a show that late? Isn't there child labor laws? You can't work past Grant, a certain hour. Grant, on, Grant Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. I think is twenty two years old. <laughs> well, that makes sense. And then you were talking about the uh, Barcelona. Situation. Dude, isn't that wild that the president well, hired a PR firm to disparage their star players who didn't like who were like dissenting on him? Well, well I that's not to me. That's not the wild part because I remember Kevin Durant made his own burner account to defend <laughs> himself on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but like you said, what did they get arrested for? It had to be like online bullying. I don't see how there's any other Let's see, uh, law broke. The you police, I mean? like, saying, what? Is there really laws for online bullying? Oh yeah. Oh, like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. In England, you can go you can go to jail for a long time for bullying <laughs> really? people. Up. I yep. didn't know that. I yeah. just learned something today. Uh, Barcelona's offices were raided by police Monday morning as part of a fresh investigation in the accusation of smear, smear campaigns, which allegedly targeted Lionel Messi and others. Uh, police seized documents in their offices and arrested the president and three others. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't really say, like, a patchwork trail of evidence led to allegations that Barcelona paid officials a PR firm to disparage their players. It doesn't really say what the charges are. Well, that was the other... It's either that or probably, you know, the payments weren't, like... Taxed correctly, you know that's how they oh, get dude, all the, dude, the mafia every, guys. It was all taxed. Mitch, if you're a soccer stuff. star across the pond, like overseas, you are always getting investigated for tax fraud. Yeah, every single Neymar to to Messi. I know Messi's dad. I think went to prison for it. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was like tax fraud. Every they're all tax fraud. Yeah, but it's not them though. It's the people they hire around them. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I think I think what Cristiano Ronaldo ended up getting like. God, he had a bunch of taxes that he hadn't paid, and he ended up getting like a. It was the equivalent of us getting like a speeding ticket. That was his fine. Right, right. Mitch. Couple. Mitch. Yes, sir. JJ Watt, you disappointed? Yeah or nay? Well, I'm not disappointed at that price tag. I'd be willing to bet. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't even think he thought he was going to get that much money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you could sign him two year, like 15 million total, or or something, I'd be fine with that. But if they if they would have signed him to the exact same deal that the Cardinals did, I would be like, that is a waste of money. Um, um, I'm thinking here. Well, it would be lucrative for an organization to bring in Watt, even if they weren't a super true Super Bowl contender like the Cardinals. Because just think of the merchandise that the organization will sell with the Watt name on it. You know, 
Oh right, yeah. yeah. Well, and so they could throw him some more money. Just like, yo, dude, we'll we'll re- we'll make it up in other I ways. I completely thought that JJ Watt's money that made sense to me would be eight to twelve million dollars a year, and the fact that he got fifteen and a half is crazy. There's no right. way the Packers could have paid that. Right, I thought Max it was going to be two for twenty five total, but. Yeah, I'll be honest. I am know? a little disappointed, but when I saw the financials, I'm like, yeah, that would never have worked for the Packers. That's all right. On to the next one, right? Mitch, on to the next one. Ooh, and speaking of taxes, we have uh, Carl on Twitch says, "quote I would have paid my taxes, but I didn't have any money." Happy Gilmore's grandmother. So there you go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Mitch, have a good one, brother. Yes, sir. Right. See you, man. Good stuff there from Mitch and Madison. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy is the number. Uh, well, let's see here. Got a lot of stuff we covered right there. Let's go back to the Brewers. I want to do, uh, and I know you want to do this as well, Rowdy. Major League Baseball win totals coming up here, as you've been diving in and is a uh, as the gambler's eye. But real quick, as Mitch said, throw a flyer on Corbin Burns for Cy Young, and the, I have the odds up right here. He's plus four thousand. He's he's middle of the pack, more more low middle of the pack. But leading the way would be uh, like Jacob Degrom, Trevor Bauer, Scherzer. Bueller, Hugh Darvish, uh, uh, let's see here, Blake Snell, Castillo, Max, let's see, Kershaw, obviously, then it falls on the Strasburger. Then Woody's, Woody's the first Brewer on there at plus 2,200. So when you look at uh, the Brewers and some be- of these 15 best odds for Woody. Some of these awards, Mitch brought up Corbin Burns and, and Cy Young. If there was ever a year to take a flyer on a player to win MVP, it's Christian Yelich. Christian oh, Yelich yeah, yeah. is in the trash can. Christian Yelich was thrown in the trash. Look how bad his last season was. You're never going to get this much value on Christian Yelich ever again because of how bad of a season he had. That's a good point. And then you look at the fact that... Has Yelich he, played yet? He, he has admitted to how bad he's been. And he knows that he, he's got to play better. He knows that's the worst uh, career well, we year heard, that he's ever had. We heard Craig Council saying that too, how disappointed he was in Yelich. Yeah. So uh, over the weekend, I told you I did a lot of TV viewing, a lot of sports. Yeah, I did catch a little bit of MLB Network. I had it on, and they happened to be talking about the NL Central and Christian Yelich. And I didn't know this for a fact, but watching, you could probably figure this out. They were talking about how he had such a down year and some of his alarming numbers, but it's not alarming in the sense that most people would have thought it would have been alarming when really going through his statistics and, and all his, you know, advanced metrics, Mm -hmm. because what did we watch when we watched Christian Yelich? The guy just couldn't hit the baseball. He just looked, he looked like something was like uncomfortable. Exactly. And I don't blame him. He blew his kneecap out by some freak accident. They were talking about on on MLB Network about when he still had a decently high output for like home runs and production, but yet his average was so low. A lot of times when you look at those guys that have seasons like that when they've been really good, is that their their chase rate is way up. So they're swinging at strikes or swinging at balls out of the strike zone. They go, that was a little bit up for Christian Yelich, but not really because do you remember he was actually walking quite a bit yeah, during last season. Yeah. He actually walked more last season than he did the two years prior. So his his chase rate really wasn't up. The alarming thing with Christian Yelich was he swung and missed at a ton of pitches in the strike zone that were that were pitches that he was Normally hitting. Stank yeah. out of the park. It, it would be like your belt high fastball that was right there yeah, and he'd, he'd swing right whiff. through and you'd just be like what is he doing? That's the one that he'd put in right field over the fence. So they're saying that's just so they were saying that it's just so unusual and so uncommon. Normally when players have seasons like that, it's something mental, it's something upstairs and they easily fix it for the next season and have a big bounce yeah. back year. And you have to imagine watching it. We saw him miss so many pitches that he should have just crushed or the last two years prior, he did crush. Yeah. He's not going to miss them this year. No, you think about it though. I mean, you have, you, you're coming back out of the freak injury. Like what are the odds of blowing your kneecap out with a, you know, fall ball off of your bat? That's, that's like, it never happens. So you have that rehabbing from injury. Then you throw on a global pandemic you throw on not being able to get to facilities because the spring training's all messed up, and then you got to go back and you know face live bullets again, and you probably got that injury in the back of your mind. There are so many things not working in the favor of Christian Yelts coming back from that injury that now that you have some normalcy, 
But it was You'd awesome. think he's going to just crush. It, it was awesome seeing that graphic and listening to these couple guys talk about it because when you actually look at the graphic, because you, you just see in your mind, oh, man, he did miss so many pitches. It, but you didn't really know the percentages. You're just in your mind. You're like, yeah, he did miss a lot of pitches. Yeah, he probably struck out more than he usually did. The strikeout rate, when they put it up next to his, his MVP and MVP runner-up seasons, his strikeout rate wasn't that much higher. His walks were even up. He was taking more walks. He just missed so many pitches that he has never missed before. Was he rated still the seventh best? He was rated as the best left fielder coming into the baseball best? this year. The best. All right, cool. And All he was right, rated, awesome. I believe, ninth. Was it ninth? I'd have to go back and check. I want to say it was ninth in Major League Baseball for total players. Nice. Uh, we'll come back talk more Brewers. But first, I want to get this on everyone's frontal lobe. <laughs> if he does miss those pitches this year, God help the Brewers with that 10-year contract. <laughs> He's not going to miss them. Win totals, Major League Baseball, over under. I know Rowdy's... God, hell yeah. I know Rowdy's been feeling it when it comes to uh, betting on baseball. Uh, leading the way, obviously, the L.A. Dodgers. Money does buy you happiness. What are they, 103 and a half? 103 and a half wins. But the question is, and would you take the, way, the over or the under? That, I believe that was the... It was either the... I think it was. I should have I looked this up before I said it. I think it was tied for the highest win total in like the last 20 years. My God. Would you take the over or the under? Under. <laughs> yeah, and not just, be, not just because that it's the highest win total, because they made it that for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean, Vegas isn't dummies. But looking at... Um, if you look at when I mean the, the Padres are going to be good this year too and they're in the NL West. Yeah, when you look at when the Dodgers the last so the Dodgers have been one of the better teams the past decade, That's right? Cuz they got a bank they have a bunch of money. The Dodgers actually were one of the last teams or one of the last few teams that have won over 103 and a half games in the season. And the, if I remember correctly, it was 2017 where they won 104 games. <laughs> which is crazy, right? It is That's crazy. a ton of games. But then you look at their roster and you look at the roster that they have right now, and I don't know if I can really argue that the 2021 roster is better than the 2017. Well, they roster. got Trevor Bauer now, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously you have names like Trevor Bauer, and you have names. Well, I hope they have names. They have the biggest, most money exactly. ever. Exactly, but you're paying for it. Yeah. Uh, when you when you look at, well, just. We'll start. We'll start out with the basic. 103 and a half wins in the last eight or in the last 20 seasons, Zebo, dating back to 2000. Just because we're not going to count 2020, obviously they didn't yeah, play yeah, yeah, yeah. 162 yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Just six teams in Major League Baseball since 2000, the last 20 years, have won 104 or more games in a year. Just six. <laughs> Baseball's been around for a long time. And so one, you got that going for you, but to win that many games, I'm interested in those teams. What, what has to come to fruition? Everyone has to play well. You can't have injuries. You have to have career seasons. You have to basically have everything go in your favor to win that many games just because it's unheard of. It's, it's hard to win a hundred games in major league baseball. Do you have, I'm, I'm trying to, I got the research department on it. Do you I have know the Red Sox? Was it in 2018, won 108 games? Oh, my God. Well, the 1906, I hate to give him credit, but the 1906 Chicago Cubs won 116 games. Yeah, I know the Mariners are up there. I think it was like the 01 Mariners. Yep, they won 116 games in 2001, lost in the ALCS. Yikes. Uh, The Yankees in 98 won 114. The Indians in 1954 won 111. I'm just talking since 2000. Yeah, well, I'm just reading the list off right here. There's been four teams, and I know it was the Dodgers – the Astros, the Red Sox, and somebody else. But it's few and far between. Yeah, it does not happen often. We talk about how you have to be perfect, and yet you have to have everything fall in line. You have to have career seasons. Well, also, when the Dodgers did it last, they didn't have another team in their division like the San Diego Padres who could be competing in that division with them, who also are the third highest win yep. total behind the Yankees. So it goes Dodgers number one at 103 and a half wins over under Yankees come in at number two with 97. Then the Padres who are in obviously with the Dodgers 93 and a half. 
Padres have been stacking, dude. They they are stacked. If you just look at that 2017 Dodger team that won 104 games versus the 2021 Dodger team that hopes to win 104 games to to achieve the over in that bet, you start going through it and you look at the pitching staff. I don't know if this pitching staff is really going to be better than what they had in 2017. I mean, you had a Clayton Kershaw in 2017. Mm. You had uh, Ryu, who is also a, a solid pitcher. On that 2017 season, he's now in Toronto. Just say, Alex, now? Alex Wood was competing for a Cy Young. <laughs> he won 16 games crazy. for the Dodgers in 2017. You also had Kenta Maeda. He's been a solid starter. He won double digits. Don't forget Rich Hill. Rich Hill had a renaissance season that year. You had Rich Hill, Clayton Kershaw, Kenta Maeda, and... Uh, Alex Wood being four out of your five starters that all won at least 12 games. Yeah, that's nutty. Now, now you, we're looking at what? Yeah, now you look at what their rotation Kershaw, is now. Bauer. Kershaw, who's getting older and has had back issues. Bauer. Who's a have, beast. But he's also been injured in True. his career. Walker Bueller's also had injuries. He's a younger guy. Bueller. I mean, you also you have David Price, who's dealt with injuries pretty much since he got paid. Yep. Uh, Urias, Julio Urias, he's also dealt with injuries in his past and has struggled, has some struggled years. Dustin May is an unproven guy. So I don't necessarily know if you are going to have the same starting pitching that you had in 2017. Let me ask you, obviously the Padres are stacking a lot of players as well. Oh, and they traded for you Darvish in the second half of that season. That was when he was pitching really well, and then he choked in the playoffs. You Darvish is on the Padres now, right? Yes. Yeah. So looking at the Padres, looking at NL West, what are you going with? I'm Padres no, or Dodgers? I'm going with the Dodgers, but because we have a question on Twitch, like who wins? I think the Dodgers win, but I also think that they come in under. I think this will be more of a competitive division. I mean, even if you go even further into that. Uh, bullpen for the Dodgers. You had Kenley Jansen, who was the best closer in baseball that season. You had Brandon Morrow. Cubs fans probably remember him because he he had a, he had one of his best years out of the bullpen with the Dodgers that year. They had Josh Fields, who had an ERA under three that season. Tony Singrani, who they traded for from the Reds, had an ERA under three. I mean, they had everything come together for them with guys that were performing yeah. in that pitching staff. I don't think this this bullpen for the Dodgers. The the starting pitching is questionable. I don't think the bullpen this year is as good as it was in 2017. Kenley Jansen has uh, been holding on for dear life. They did sign uh, a good reliever, but he also struggled a little bit with the A's last year in 60 games. But then go right down the line. Catcher was Yasmani Grandal in 17. Yeah, they yeah. definitely don't have the same no same ability at catcher. You go right down at the infield, right? They had Cody Bellinger, Logan Forsythe. Adrian Gonzalez, Corey Seager, Chris Taylor, Justin Turner, Chase Utley. Chase Utley, yeah! Justin Turner, Chris Taylor, Corey Seager all had career years that year. Corey Bellinger had one of his best seasons in the major leagues that year. You look at the outfield. You had Jock Peterson. Yasiel Puig had his career year in 2017. Puig. You had an aging Andre Ethier and Curtis Granderson. I just look up and down the up and down their roster, and I don't think their infield's as good as what it was, and it's not going to hit like it did. But you're still the, taking them. The catcher's position's not going to do the same. The you still take better. them, still take them, still the take them to probably win the AL West, or the NL West. I have them under 103 and a half. I don't think they can duplicate 104 games. Okay, we're not going to spend as much time on every other team, I promise you, because we'll get this to the Brewers here. But the Dodgers with 103 and a half is uh, that's a mighty mountain to climb if you're LA. Too much has to go right. Uh, we'll we'll dive back into more of this here because um, we got the break coming up. But we do have a question. Our guy Jeffrey Jeffrey, Chef Jeff. There's this. He says uh, Gunny and I are looking for some good action when it comes to betting. So there's Chef <laughs> Jeff and his great Dane. Hey, Chef Jeff killed it when he went on the. The Jeff, casino Jeff, bus trip he won us. the most money out of anyone, I think, when he went to uh, Dubuque. All right, now looking at over-under win totals. Dodgers, number one, 103 and a half. 103.5 wins. Yikes. Rowdy and I were both going under. Yankees sit at 97. Um, God, I don't know. The Yankees at 97. What do you think about that? Real quick, Rowdy. We don't have to dive in like we did the Dodgers, but Yankees at 97. East, East is going to be a little bit competitive this year. You have Tampa Bay that always seems to hang around and be around 90 games, mm-hmm. even when you you see that they're spending about the same amount of money as a team that should be in the cellar. 
And uh, Toronto's got a lot of young talent that I think a lot of people are thinking that they might finally blossom this year. Yeah. They finally acquired <laughs> some pitching. That's tough. That's tough. Well, Padres, number three at 93 and a half. I mean, they're with, you know, NL West, obviously. You got to compete with the Dodgers. Padres got to win. Obviously, like Nelly just said to compete. 93 and a half. God, that's. I mean, Vegas doesn't put out easy bets. 93 and a half. What do you think? See, I, I, to be completely I honest old. with you, I only have a strong opinion on right. maybe a handful. We'll keep going then. Braves sit at number four at 91 and a half. The White Sox, who the Brewers beat on Sunday in Cactus League action, 90 and a half. I think the White Sox are going to be fun to watch unless Tony LaRusso like kills the fun. The Mets are sixth at 90. Uh, Minnesota Twins, who are taking on the Brewers April 1st for opening day, they sit at 89 and a half. The Strohs, the Astros, they sit at uh, 8 at 87. The Oakland Athletics, who the Brewers will take on today for Cactus League, sit at 86 and a half. The Blue Jays at 10 at 86. The Rays are 86. And here you go. Here goes um, here's NL Central. The St. Louis Cardinals, 12th at 86. The Nationals, 13th at 84 and a half. And then your Milwaukee Brewers. Coming in 14th at 83 and a half. Now, baseball prospectus has the Brewers winning, what, 89 games? Vegas has them, what, was it 80? Well, obviously 83 and a half right here. Yeah, FanDuel's got them at 82 flat. 82, that's what it was. 83 and a half, and FanDuel's got them at 82. We'll talk Brewers, what, one second? Oh, where's the patience? I literally picked up five seconds ago. Unbelievable. Fine, whatever. 608-321-1670. Rowdy, Cardinals at 86, that's 12th. Brewers at 83.5, that's 14th. Reds of Cincinnati, they're 17th at 81.5. Cubs, 79 wins, that's 20th. And then the Pirates, <laughs> last, 58 wins, which I would hammer the under. All right, Rowdy, in this NL Central, how Vegas has it, it goes Cardinals, Brewers, Reds, Cubs, then Pirates. Yeah, so I've been, think? I've been looking at strictly just the FanDuel totals. I'm taking the Brewers over 82. I think this Brewers team is Same. is around 85, 86 wins right now, in my opinion. I think you're going to see that the batting does play better. We've already seen it. Now, take it for granted, it's two games in spring. But we've already seen that the bats have been swung a lot better in two spring training games by guys that will be on the roster than they pretty much did all of last year. I think Christian Yelich comes back and plays at at his Agreed. all-star level. I think a lot of these guys are finally going to perform the way that they expected them to perform. And then when you look at the pitching staff, the bullpen is going to be nothing to worry about. The bullpen's going to be really good again. It's more or less the starters, and I like that the Brewers can really trot out there probably six to seven guys that could be legit starters, and you kind of are going to figure out who those last few in the rotation are going to be. They have two guys that, are when they're on their game and they're healthy, are top-line starting pitchers in Brandon Woodruff Corbin and Corbin Burns. Burns. You have a nice, steady veteran in uh, Brett Anderson. You have Adrian Hauser, who's got a lot of ability. You're just hoping he can be more consistent. And then you look at Josh Lindblom, who is making his transition from Korea to the States. You know, it was also a pandemic year. You're hoping he can be at least like a fifth starter. Well, he was the Korean MVP, wasn't he? Then you still have guys like Brent Suter. You still have guys like uh, Freddie Peralta. Eric Lauer will be yes, in sir. that mix. Lauer's coming off of a bad season. They just have too many players that have too much upside and too much ability. True. Especially in a division where you're going to have Pittsburgh. So, and, then, and then everybody above them is going to be right in there. I feel like because the Cubs are dumping. Yep, the Cubs. The, the Cubs Reds really are a, haven't a question mark. The 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 Cubs and and Reds. The Reds are the only team that's really has made a few signings. The Brewers have made a few signings. Obviously, St. Louis made the huge signing with Nolan Arenado. But the Cubs really haven't done a whole lot. I guess they traded for Zach Davies, which they lost you Darvish, who was great for him last year. So you're going to have, on players' nickname day, a guy that has Bat Boy on the back of his jersey, and people will giggle giggle at it. Exactly. Well, you... I think the over at 82 is a great number just because I'd take the over. It's going to be four teams that are all going to be lumped in there and when you look at ceilings I think the Brewers have the highest there might be the best value there. Well, I mean, yeah, totally. I love I'll take the over on that no problem because look, it's the pitching's there. 
you have some question marks on starting pitching, but it's there. The only thing that was the biggest concern, right, is the offense. And there's no way Yelly's going to be as bad as he was last year. There's no way Hero's going to be as bad as he was last year. You get Low Kane back here. Colton Wong in that lineup. Uh, Orlando Arcia carried a nice stick, relatively speaking, for the Brewers last year. Uh, Manny Pena's back off an injury. He's been a constant. Hell, he's tore it up yesterday. You have a lot of – and you're hoping for Abisal Garcia and what, Luis Urias to really get her going, which there's no way they can do as bad as they did yeah, and last I'm, year. I'm not saying that the Brewers are now – contenders for a World Series no. by any means. Well, but they're contender they, for the NL Central. They can compete in this division, especially if they get good seasons. And then to your point with the Pittsburgh Pirates, yes, I would take the under at 58 and a half. <laughs> I'd hammer it. In the last 20 seasons, 16 teams has finished with 58 wins or less. And this Pirates team has been stripped of talent Exactly. It reminds me of exactly what the Astros did three years in a row when they were tanking for draft picks, where they literally had no talent on that team and they won, I think it was low 50s and mid 50s, three years in a row, acquired some draft picks and turned it around. So, yes, under there. And the other two that I actually liked Boston Red Sox, under 79 and a half. I, under. I, I don't think they have the pitching whatsoever this season and they're not going to be able to compete with the Yankees the Rays and Toronto looking up and the other one where I think there's some value Atlanta Braves to win the NL East plus 140 okay I love it I was reading the cbssports.com article and you know well first they had on top of it was all the over under win totals for Major League Baseball and then you scroll down a bit and they start ask they start giving their uh, opinions as Matt what was his name Matt Snyder uh, Matt Snyder started giving his opinions, uh, the CBS Sports writer, about you know what he liked in this and yada yada yada. So as you know, we were saying what we liked, and I scrolled down and in uh, the unders, he likes the Yankees under ninety seven, he likes the Rays under eighty six, Phillies under eighty one and a half, and then it's the Brewers, his fourth one, eighty three and a half. He likes the under, and he says the once vaunted bullpen is really thin behind Josh Hader. Right there is a red flag. Right there is a red flag. Vaunted bullpen that's thin behind Josh Hader. Excuse me, wasn't the Brewers' bullpen, I don't know, been the star of the show for the past four years? Yeah, and also don't forget that the Brewers have even considered trading Josh Hader because of the guy they have on deck, a.k.a. Devin Williams. Uh, They say the rotation has two very good starters, but two not so good, and one with a legendary injury history. The offense will be better than hey, last don't season. Don't talk about Brett Anderson like that. <laughs> the offense will be better than last season for sure. But the Brewers were 12th in the NL in runs, 12th in average, and 13th in OPS. Better should be given, but that doesn't make it productive. They'll be in the high 70s in wins, fighting for third place. Tisk tisk. All right, before we react more to that, let's go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Bebo, Kyle. Kyle and Stoughton. What's up, brother? Hey, not much. Uh... I'm pretty jacked about this uh, Brewer season this year. You know, we could Hell potentially yeah. have the two best pitchers in the league with a starter and a closer. God, we got two or three all-stars on this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a great team. And if Christian Yelich can really uh, pull it together this year, which he will, um, it, it's going to be fun, man. I, I hope we get back to some tailgating and actually get to some games this year. Kyle, I agree 110% with you. In fact, I think the Brewers uh, put a plan to Milwaukee County for 35% capacity, I would be there, no problem. I'll be there at 100%, 35%, don't matter, I'll be there. Absolutely, man. Let's get back to some normalcy here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, totally. Kyle, I'm right there with you. Kyle, speaking of normalcy, something that's not uh, with the Wisconsin Badger basketball team. I know you're a diehard, like I am. Uh, We had another uh, listener named Bob, who Bob had a big problem with Nelson betting against the Badgers last time he bet against the Badgers. Uh, He won the bet. But Bob called in in the 6 o'clock hour and said he apologized to Nelly, said he can bet against the Badgers all he wants because what he saw against Illinois, uh, you know, just broke him. Kyle, do you have a problem with our guy Rowdy over here betting against the Badgers? Or is it a smart bet as Purdue's now favored by two? I say it's probably a smart bet. I did hear the call. <laughs> that was a good call by Bob this morning. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is the time you bet against them and watch them pull their head out of their asses and actually shoot good tonight. God, how long have you we know? been saying that for, Kyle? Forever. For the love of God, I hope it happens, you know? Same. Kyle, I mean, I, I mean Rowdy. Uh, well, I guess my thing would say. Kyle, I'll give you the seal of approval. Yeah, my thing would be, too, to like what you just said is we can't physically go to the games and pay money to the Badgers. Well, maybe we right. can donate somewhere else to see them shoot well. 
<laughs> right, right, yeah, some circus show. Oh, wait, that's on the court. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe the Globetrotters, but you actually have to make shots to be a Globetrotter. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> God. Oh, Kyle, help us all. Brother? Uh, what's up, buddy? J.J. Watt, you disappointed? You know, like everyone else, I, I am, but not for that kind of money. I mean, Jesus Christ, man, you get yours, you know? Yeah. Good for him. Um. I, I, I kind of feel like it's a move sideways. Like, why'd you leave the Texans just to go to Arizona? I don't get that. I don't but, get it either. They're, they're, I mean, they'll probably finish third in the uh, the NFC West. Yeah, I agree. You know, you got to contend with San Francisco. You got to contend with Seattle. Good luck. Yeah, Rams um, with Stafford now. Good luck. Yeah, that too. They might finish dead last in that league. Yeah, yeah, it's not all the realm of possibility. Yeah, I'm I'm a little yeah. disappointed, Kyle. But listen, money talks, right? BS walks. Yeah, for sure. You know, and all the chatter on on the interwebs and whatever was out there. You know, all the false information. Yeah, uh, just kind of sucked. But yeah. we were all laughing, laughing when DeAndre Hopkins was out there actively recruiting JJ Watt to the Cardinals. We're like, yeah, right, the Cardinals. Whoever thinks yeah, right. Super Bowl and Cardinals. Well, I guess it worked. There you go. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Well, Kyle, stranger things have happened. Maybe the Badgers will get a win tonight. We'll see. For the love of God, let's hope so. <laughs> see you, buddy. Have a good day. See you, man. Well, Nelson, you made up a good point that if Dave just fades you, he'd be yeah, he'd be rich. If you were so smart, why wouldn't you figure that out by now? I, I do. I got, I got a whole closet full of Uggs and clogs from all all of your, all of your predictions. Yeah. I, I, I I tuned. Uh, it sounds like you just have a fetish. <laughs> yes, an Ugg fetish, I, I got, a sheepskin fetish, Dave. I got to get rich somehow off Nelson. I mean, Nelson, the segment should be rest in peace, and Nelson should rest, be on Mount Notice. Rest in peace. But you know, you brought up you brought up an issue with JJ Watt. He's a sellout. Every individual of this state should burn his jersey. He is a phony fraud. He's now on the top of my list as a phony. You know, he, he, he gives a sob story about leaving Houston. That he wants to leave and go play for a winner. And then you sell out for the money, J.J. Watt. You come back to Wisconsin and work out. You coward. You know, come a coward, Dave. Yeah, he, well, he's a coward. He's all, I, mean, I don't care if he's donated millions of dollars to help people. Guess what? That's all fine and dandy. You know, Charles Manson also donated money, too, to California. Look what happened to him. What? You know, Ted Bundy. They, hey, you know, did you just know. compare J.J. Watt to Charles Manson? I mean, Ted Bundy also Ted donated Bundy, money. Ted Bundy, no? Dave, you're, you're a wild boy, Dave. You are a wild boy. I mean, until Ted Bundy started chopping heads off. But, no. I mean, I, I heard <laughs> so that Nelson Charles told me Manson. that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Nelson said yesterday, guess what? All these, oh, you should, he should get his money. Then guess what? If that's the case, then don't cry your way out of Houston that you want to play for a winner. And then go to Arizona where you're not even going to make the playoffs. Guess what, JJ? I, I, I wish I had a jersey. Anybody who wears that fraud's jersey. I hope he comes to Green Bay this year. They blew his ass right out of Green Bay, right into the Green Bay Harbor, and on his way to God knows where. Dave, hey, you are a wild boy. Hey, maybe he can join the Edmonds Fitzgerald in uh, Lake Superior and disappear. <laughs> Never to be found again. Oh, Dave, you're, you're, Dave. A, you're, a, you're a gem, Dave. Dave, if I... You uh, still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I, thought you uh, I was me. thinking about... Yeah, no, I'd rather make the calls. I think Back for everybody, the, the calls will be good. Dave, t- it, hey, Dave. JJ yeah. Watt did do a lot for Houston and when they had a national care. disaster, Badger on the flight, all who that cares? good stuff. Who cares what he did? Don't come out at the end of your career and, and think you're going to rest your royals on that and then lie to, lie to everybody, get everybody's hopes up. And then go sell out for the money. That's what he did. Well, according to Vegas, uh, the Cardinals have the 18th best odds of winning the Super Bowl. Oh, I gotta come but, up with something for Dave. Dave, Dave, always but, a, always a treat. You know, but uh, mm. all right. Well, anyway, uh, hey, for all those Brewer fans, I, I got to get a bigger wallet. Oh yeah, Dave. Uh, a lot of people want to come at you when it comes to the uh, heads up bet between uh, just wins between. Yeah, Cubs we'll get and it figured Bruce. out. But let me leave you with this guy. Let me educate all the young people who are who probably didn't read a book all their who life. Who are you, LeBron James? Can't wait. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Dave. Sparky Anderson once said, quote, give me players in the last year of the contract, and I'll give you multiple years of World Series. Cubs have multiple stars on their year, last year of the contract. Bye-bye, Milwaukee. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Tick-tock, tick There he is. <laughs> the wizard. The pipe bomb. Dave from Anona. Never, ever would I have thought that someone could compare J.J. Watt going to the Arizona Cardinals to Charlie Manson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even – can someone fact check for me that Charlie Manson donate to some charity in California? <laughs> I'm I, sure he did probably at some point. I know he hung out with the Beach Boys and tried making some music and whatnot, but J.J. Uh, <laughs> what a gem you are, Dave. What a gem. All right, Rowdy, back to you.
I don't even know how we got to this point. Back to where we were talking. Nine o'clock hour always gets wild. Back to this Brewers, uh, this this Matt Snyder guy for CBSSports.com. The once vaunted bullpen is really thin behind Josh Hader, he says, who isn't nearly the eater of worlds he was a few years ago. By the way, and Devin Williams. So I mean, what about Devin Williams? Devin Williams had a, a ERA last season that you needed a microscope to see. Yeah. It was minuscule. Devin Williams probably had, if not the best year for a reliever last year, it was second best. Like he was like point oh De- was like point oh eight was his ERA? Devin no, it was, it was lower than that. It was it was point Oh, that's where I got Doug Coin at. Yeah, it was point six three. That's what I bought Doug Coin at, Rowdy. Point oh eight. But yeah. He had remember because he didn't even get first team all MLB. Yeah, remember he got snubbed. Even though even he, some writers here in Wisconsin who covered the team didn't even vote for him. Well, yeah, if we're going way back when we had one of the guys that covers the Milwaukee Brewers not list him as first for rookie of the year, not second, but, but third. third. You had the opportunity to watch him all sixty games and you still voted him third. I think he's that, brethren with this Matt Snyder guy who yeah, seems like he's that's not so the brightest. disrespectful you should honestly lose your vote. Yeah. You, you should turn lose in, your turn vote. in your card, dude. So they say Josh Hader vaunted bullpen very thin behind Hader. Are you kidding me, dude? Uh that's just just fake news. That's just terrible. Whoever this guy is, Matt Snyder. And he even admits in the article I've been I've wrong. Lost on how many years in a row? I guess I quote. Have? I guess I still haven't learned my lesson because I end up low on them pretty much every season. This time I'm going to be right, though. I'm telling you. Well, I'll tell you this right now, Matt Snyder. You're a loser. You are an idiot. Uh, I stand by those words. You you stink. Turn your turn your big J card in. You have just been revoked. The once vaunted bullpen is thin behind Josh Hader. No, it's not. Who isn't near the eater of worlds he has a few years ago? And then he just throws in Devin Williams. Dude, well, here's you, you the thing. stink. He probably can't name anybody else in their bullpen behind Josh Hader and Devin Williams. Well, he's too busy saying the the uh, Dodgers are going to win 103 and a, over 103 and a half games. I think his nose is for, sir, is planted right in the uh, the L.A. Dodgers mascot's butthole. So let's see here. The rotation is two very good starters. Okay, let's break it down. The rotation is two very good starters, Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. He's not wrong there, right? Yeah, if Burns continues to look the way that he has in 2020 and what they say he's looking like so far in spring training, yes. Then he says two not so good. Okay, who would that be? The two not so good. Lindblom? I, I'm going to guess Lindblom and whoever the fifth is. He says two not so good and then one with a legendary injury history. That's Brett Anderson. So who's the other not so good one then? It's Well, it's either got to be Lauer or... Um, we can't even Hauser. think of this. Yeah, or Hauser. What? Not okay. Well, I guess. Would you say that they're not so good? I would say, see the thing with Adrian Hauser to me is that guy has so much talent and could be such a good pitcher. He's been. He was actually in that Josh Hader deal that sent Domingo Santana. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Phillips, Brett Phillips, Josh Hader, and Adrian Hauser to the Brewers. By the way, hell of a trade from Doug Melvin there. Yeah, how about but, uh, go Dougie? But anyways, he was a guy that he was a, a good prospect in that trade. Since he basically got traded to Milwaukee, he's dealt with injury and yeah. inconsistency and just hasn't been consistent or healthy. And now you've seen him healthy the last couple of years, but he hasn't been very consistent. If he could stay healthy and be consistent, he could be a solid big league pitcher. Yeah, and then he says here his final thing. The offense will be better than last season for sure, but the Brewers were 12th in the NL in runs, 12th in average, and 13th in OPS. Better should be a given, but that doesn't make it productive. Well, he's not wrong in those stats, but again, it was a 60-game regular season. It was everyone, those bats. When Orlando Arcia is your bright spot for a stick, and then Daniel Vogelbach for like two weeks, yeah. There's no way the Brewers can get worse than that, though. Right, Rowdy? Or am I just saying that to myself? Because this guy sounds like an idiot. No, I think you're right. Okay, cool. They'll be in the high 70s and wins, fighting for third place. See, now... With the Reds. My thing with that is how can you say they have two top-line starters, they still have Josh Hader and Devin Williams, but the rest are crap. You have question marks at the bottom of the rotation. This is all just... This is this guy. Yeah, this is this guy saying. And you have an offense that can't be worse than it was last year, and you expect guys to bounce back. 
but yet you're now projecting them to have 78 wins. I don't know if he if he struggles at math or what, but at 29 and 31 <laughs> over two months, if you multiply that out to a 162 game season, that's about 78 wins right there. So you basically said the team is about the same starting pitching and in the bullpen, but the hitting's going to be better. But yet you projected it out to the exact same what their projection would have been over 170 or 162 games at 78 wins. That doesn't even make sense. They have to be better than 78 wins by what you're telling me. Matt Snyder, your blue check mark on Twitter and your big J card has been revoked. I think the pitching staff and the you're bullpen done. will be the exact same. And the hitting can only get better, but they're still going to win the same amount of games they would have if they would have extended to 162 games last year. That doesn't even make sense. Hitting, just being better in general, will have more wins than 78. Matt Snyder, you are revoked. I'm not saying you He's should done. say 90, but come on. He's done, Rowdy. D-U-N done.